0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network.
1: This is a view from the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for kingdom of the Today's Tuesday, I don't even know what day it is. Tuesday the what? The 29th, 29th of March, thank you very much. 2022. Hello everybody. We're live and uh you're joining us here on Facebook Live and on Twitter, Uh, we've just come after the game against the Glasgow Clan—a seven-one win for your Belfast Giants—and we're going to talk about that. I've got the boys here: Davy, Joel, and Simon. Good to see us, boys. This isn't going to be a very long podcast. It's not going to be one of your hour and a half podcasts because it's quite late. But we'll see who uh, we'll see who comes and joins us. We'll see what we can do, and we'll ch- chat about the games—not just the game you've just seen. Against the Glasgow Clan, but we'll have a quick look back at the weekend against the Nottingham Panthers. Before we do, Simon popped down to training yesterday and had the. What's this? Is this are you showing us? Simon? We're live on Facebook. We are live on Facebook. Yeah, it works. Well done, live Paddy. On and it. on Twitter, I believe as well. But um, if you, uh, yeah, it works. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we're going to start with Siz popped down to training yesterday. Had a chance to speak with Adam Keefe and also with the Coopers.
2: Adam, um, busy weekend against the Nottingham Panthers and, and the, the Friday night game you were disappointed with the, uh, the overall performance and certainly the result, um, but you come back and, and fought it back out in the Saturday night and just split the points.
0: Yeah, um, you know, in hindsight looking back, obviously we thought we could be better on the Friday, um, but also, I mean, Nottingham's playing very well right now, you know, they certainly improved over the course of the season, um, I thought they were very good again on the Saturday. Obviously, Kevin Carr is playing very well. So, um, you know, I did like our, our bounce-back performance on Saturday. He, as you say, Nottingham had come into um, was on good form and
2: nine points out of the previous ten before they, they came into the game on Friday night. They're a different team than what you faced earlier in the season.
0: Yeah, certainly they made. I mean, they've gotten some guys back from injury and they've made some uh, adjustments in terms of personnel. Obviously, a uh, new coaching staff coming in. So. Um, you know, they're a much improved hockey team and I think Kevin Carr is on the form right now as well and that's a big uh, part of it as well.
2: There's not many games left, I'm taking them off one by one and the next one up is against Glasgow Clan tomorrow night, uh, which is a Tuesday night game, not very many Tuesday night games during the season and uh, you've got to get ready to go um, in a short space of time after Saturday.
0: Yeah, I think that obviously every time you're going into Glasgow it's a tough building to play in and they, they play a, a physical style that you're going to have to sh- turn up and compete against them. Um, and we're looking to put together a full 60. I think there's still some areas that we could clean up from the last game that uh, we're looking to do that tomorrow. Thanks, Adam.
2: Um, Cooper and Cooper.
0: uh, Could be a TV show. (laughs) Uh,
2: Mark Cooper and Randy Cooper. Uh, Randy, again, this is your second visit to Belfast um, coming over. The first one was, um, I'm trying to think of the best word for it, um, well, longer than what you thought it was going to be. Um, everybody um, testing positive for for COVID, but you must be glad to be back in the city again.
0: Absolutely, Simon. Uh, we were in December here. We 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 did uh, contract COVID, but uh, this time around, it's been beautiful, beautiful weather. Got got a few visits in, um, and looking for where are we going today? The Goblins Trail. Goblins Trail. Yeah. So it's it's been excellent, uh, excellent time, excellent people. Excellent
2: weather. Good, good. Mark, um, I mean, this is your first playing overseas. Uh, obviously, your dad and, and parents have been at, at different games throughout North America. Um, it's a little bit different coming back to, to Belfast, especially with the Northern Ireland route side of things as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think they've only visited me once a season
3: wherever else I've been, so they must like Belfast uh, a lot coming twice. But no, it's been
0: great. Um, people here have been friendly to them, and. Uh, obviously made an impression on them for them to come back for a second time.
2: That's easy done, man. It's yeah, easy yeah. Um, <laughs> Want to touch on the weekend, um, Nottingham Panthers um, losing out on the Friday night, but getting the two points on Saturday were vital.
0: Yeah, for sure. We knew kind of Saturday was a must win with uh, Sheffield right on our tails there. Um, uh, came out Saturday, with uh, played a full 60 and, and got the job done.
2: Randy, you know, traveling around whether it's you know, down the road from Scarborough or whether it's, you know, all across North America to follow your son playing hockey. Um, It's one of those ones where, you know, we talk about parents being absolutely vital, especially Mark from a a younger perspective before you can drive and before you can tie your own shoelaces to a certain extent. But um, it must be, you must be a proud moment watching your son playing professional hockey.
0: Uh, Absolutely, Simon. I, I, I grew up in a hockey family. My dad was a hockey player. He coached in the... Uh, the Maple Leaf system through the Marley's when he was... Go he Leafs did. go! Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I grew up uh, passion playing out in the park on weekends outdoors and um, so it, it just kind of carries on um, uh, so, so that's that's where it's all, all comes from We gonna win tomorrow night Mark? Oh, yeah, for sure. Big Let let's go. Calaiso, Yeah, come on. Thank yeah. you very much Crippers. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Simon
1: and he was absolutely right. The Belfast Giants did win thanks to the Coopers and thanks to Adam Keefe. Uh, we'll see how this goes. We're going live. Hello to everybody out there watching on Twitter and on Facebook. Please send us a message or send us a tweet. We'll do our best to keep you involved and uh, and, and share them with everybody. Um, and let's go to the game that we've just watched. Your Belfast Giants took a 7-1 victory over the Glasgow clan in Brayhead. Three goals early on in the game. A shorthanded goal for Picanich. And then he followed up with a second. Lewis Hook rounded out that period. Scott Conway with a power play goal in the second period. pickett is seeing his uh, hat trick goal on the power play in uh, in the third period. Kieran Long with a long range shot to make it six. And Slater Doggett uh, mm-hmm. rounding it out to make it seven. Matthew Wa with the only goal for the uh, Glasgow Clan on the power play uh, to make it seven <clears throat> one, and the Belfast Giants take the two points out of Renfrew um David go straight to you on this your thoughts on the game we've just watched
3: uh, this game had like shades of I guess the first visit of ourselves to the Brayhead shopping center back in November where we won 6-0 very slanted in terms of the clan running into a lot of penalty trouble that did that again tonight and when you do that it obviously fatigues you very quick and in the third period we're able to put the foot down and, and run away with it I think um Nine three tonight in terms of penalties us then, eight two back in November so sort of sort of you can see you know similarities um and the way they lost their cool in the game special teams were critical then we went and scored a couple of power play goals obviously getting that one early on the the short handed effort again JJ picking this with the kind of breakaway I'm finding in that top right corner that he's done simultaneously he doesn't train all the time but he's done it in gameplay a lot over the last wee while um. We lost the face-off battle badly tonight, which I'll look forward to seeing the end stat tomorrow to see just where that all went wrong. But, you know, we've been pretty good in the circle. And what we had to do tonight was go and chase the puck down with that that well. We have that smothering kind of forecheck that we've talked about all season long. And that that line of Goodwin-Conway picking, it's just great. Every time they're nice to they cause chaos and get the Glasgow clan run about to lose their discipline, as we say, and then they go on and we score goal after goal. Good to see Longer getting, I think, that's three and four games or, you know, yeah. from going to the back end, especially that wee bit of adaptability that we've talked about as well. When when somebody goes down, Longer's able to slip in there, but they, we've lost them all night long. Um, I think we outshot them more or less two to one and, you know, a good
1: old road win there for a, for a Tuesday night. Simon, you did say like, on our WhatsApp episode when JJ scored that goal, he does that all <laughs> the time in training
2: all the time he did it yesterday morning and he, to be honest if you had about two goalies in that yesterday morning you weren't stopping it he's just top top quality we dominated them tonight uh you always get when you get a short-handed goal you're sitting thinking all right okay they're going to get angry and, and come at us and they didn't but just didn't give them the space david's already touched on with smothered i mean he, there was 20 i was looking at there's 22 seconds left in that game and we had three guys chasing the puck down in their corner 200 feet from our own net. Um, I thought we absolutely dominated them. I don't think we're, we're weak in any way. I, I arguably say it's probably one of our best performances this season. Um, you know, we're 3-0 up at the end of the first period. Could have been more. Only got the one goal in the second. Again, could have been more. Um, and it's great to see, you know, Karen Long. I think Davey said, is it three or is it four? Four and four. Uh, two, in, two in Manchester, one last weekend. And then yeah. one tonight, so four goals in four games. Um, he's enjoying his, his, his ice time. Darcy Murphy played really well you know the the thing i thought the prettiest goal tonight night was tyler soy dancing through off the wall to set up um a slater dogger for the last one there seven one yeah i don't think it could have went any better this was this had the potential to be a real stumbling block for us tonight we don't you know if you look at the many games we play midweek in scotland we don't do that well um you know i don't know what the record is compared to He's probably got the stat there with a smirk on his face but um you know when you when you're looking at that and i'm looking at the you know the glasgow clan Getting beat at the weekend, um, and sh- I can't remember the a or time against Fife, and you know, Cameron coming out and giving them a bit of a and again. Sorry, we're live, forgot. Um, but, you know, we are live, there's there. no rules. It could have been, um, you know, it could have been one of those ones where they were really up for and they weren't. So, like it's over and done with. We talk about this all the time, it's like every game at a time, and it just so happens that there's a the Glasgow clan up again on Friday. So Put it behind us. Get
1: ready to go on Friday night and do the same thing. Scott Cameron on Twitter yeah. agrees with Simon. He said, "Dominant performance by the boys. Never gave Glasgow a chance to build up momentum. An absolute victory." Uh, Joel, that's it. It's like I think there was a point, especially in towards the end of the second period, where they couldn't get it out of their zone. We were just absolutely peppering them. Pressure, 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 and and it told.
4: Pretty much from the draw, party, yeah, and, and I couldn't agree more with what the boys said, especially Simon. You know, that's a game that very much could have been a banana skin. It's one that, you know, wasn't really on a lot of people's radars. That was, uh, as far as I'm aware anyway, that was a reschedule from a, a game that was cancelled uh, because of COVID protocol. Um, it certainly wasn't in my diary until very, very recently, and um, it can be very easy to, you know, have your eyes set on that Sheffield series, the three games that many people around the league say may, you know, determine the season. But I couldn't agree with says more. Every single game is as important. Important, you know obviously it's 1v2 and there's more of a, an impact there in terms of the points differential but you go to Glasgow on a Tuesday night like that you know you're, you're not um, really thinking of it as a gigantic massive game the Giants were just absolutely fantastic tonight and uh the the Glasgow Clan were suffocated from the drop. Uh, the offensive impact that JJ Pickenich makes, you know, you saw it from Friday into Saturday, and I'm sure we'll go on to talk about it. But it's so great to see picking that lineup and and doing what he does. Um, Darcy Murphy as well. I have to to tip the cap to to uh, Durf again. You know, b- being able to to work as hard as he does to play that puck from behind the net for I'm not sure Scott Conway scored that one, maybe. Um, but it, it's great to see Darcy yeah, picking right. and. Sorry, okay. Luke, Hooky scored that. You're right. Um, great, great to see. Great to see Darcy get you know getting into those areas and, and working as hard as he's working. He got his rewards at the weekend, and I think there's more to come from Darcy. But just top to bottom tonight, a dominant performance for, from the Giants against a bang
1: average Clan team. Davey, instant stats. I'm just going to the Elite League website here to see what they're saying. They're understand that we <clears> shot them 38 to 22 on goal, but it's those nine power plays. And I, I, and I think you said it on our WhatsApp that the, the, the Clan tend to get penalties in bunches and that you know that had its effect in this game
3: yeah it obviously fatigued them badly towards the end and we were able just to keep the foot down in that third period and run out comfortable enough i think maybe four goals in the third period there but that you know joel has said they're top to bottom and i pinned early in the first period on our little whatsapp group i just thought besko was on it from the from the drop of the whistle tonight when they looked like they could come back into it in that first period Vesco just shut the door time and time again. They didn't have that many good opportunities, but those great A's that he got, or that they got, he just snuffed them out. And I just thought he's the controlling the nets. Talks so well, you can see when they're putting it around the horn, he's got his shouts for that way, and he's got his shouts for that way, and everybody's nice and calm at the back end. And the D have to come to, and play their part of it as well. And and when the D play well and the forwards go and get to do their thing, we, we run out comfortable winners. Really, really good performance. I like that... Um, it is that one game at a time, one shift at a time mentality. We've got and now. The boys can get their travel done, get back into their own beds, and start focusing on. I think it's the same team again at the weekend. Yes,
1: says um, Shane. Start. Uh, one thing is interesting when I was watching the um, the the highlights that they had in the period break was that they were. There was a shot that came in the game against Co- uh, Coventry that came in from outside, and it, it got him near in the post. And now you get Kieran Long you know, doing exactly that, taking a shot, a spectacular shot from outside, and just it, it it squeezes by. You're muted, by the way.
3: Right.
1: right. Oh, still muted. You've just muted, unmute yeah, yourself again.
2: There we go. There he is. There he is. Let's, All go. Right. Let's go. We are live. We are live. You know, look this is what Davy and his mates with the stats team do. This is what they do. They put together all the details of exactly what's happening and and give it to the coaches. And they, you know, Davy doesn't think they use it. They genuinely do. Um, you know, there's a scout report in every single team. Adam is meticulous when it comes to basically putting all the details together and, and preparing his team as best they can. If you ask any of the boys, they'll tell you this. So you know, they they have meetings every day. They have meetings every afternoon before a game. Uh, they sit down and go through all of the video of what needs to be done. He sends them clips of every single shift that they have um, in every single game so they can go through all the details of where they're going right and where they're going wrong. With regards to the start, I, I'm sure, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that we can get every single shot on video that he has taken yeah. against him through the end stats as well. David, isn't that right? Yeah. So, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of video done on him. And to be honest... I don't think Stark got any help tonight. I mean, that big lad, Saul. He's, he's useless. I'm 49. You better not put me on <laughs> I
1: think, I honestly think. I honestly think he's relatively useless. Big,
3: big Sam, had, I, his. Big Sam had him me. again. Sam he had him
2: on. their skin all night do They all want to kill him.
1: They want to kill him I, every shift.
2: You know, I've never seen you skate before. I reckon you could do a better job.
1: <laughs> Let's not push it, man. I've seen Joel skating. Seen I him. was
2: Joel waiting for him. that. I was waiting for that.
4: Played
1: on the same <laughs>
2: team
4: as me and hit me from behind. Thought I was dying. You're on the way again. <laughs> <look> <laughs>
1: Uh, there. But, uh, Joe, uh, to go in and, and take that 7-1 victory, consider we're in the title race, considering the weekend we had as a real confidence booster going into Friday against the same opposition.
4: It's a confidence booster, Paddy, but it's also something that we can't get too far ahead of ourselves with. You know, you're coming back to the SSE. Uh, every every game at the minute is a potential banana skin. Every game is as important as the next. So we need to reset, refocus, and um, t- take the rest time that we've got between now and, and that revisit of Glasgow. They're obviously going to be coming in a little bit full of piss and vinegar. They're not going to be happy that they've been embarrassed in their own rink tonight by by that seven goals and i mean it was they were embarrassed tonight but that's a team that have beaten us this season um so it's just important that we um as simon keeps saying you know don't carry the any of these games into the next one you know celebrate it be happy that it's uh that we won it move on and get ready and uh and treat the next game with just as much respect as as uh, any other uh, whether it's sheffield or fife
3: have Let's we come heard? back on that, Paddy. Over the last number of games, we've jumped out the leads against Manchester, the two games against Nottingham, and tonight in the three previous games, we kind of got pinned back a wee bit. We lost our momentum, we lost our, just our edge, and tonight we just kept the foot down the whole game. We got that early goal shorthanded, and we just pushed on, and we just didn't give them a, sn- a sniff back in. Nottingham both games, we give them a back in. Okay, Saturday night we were able to push on, and but you know we got 2-0 two, up, pinned back. Friday night, we lost the four goals. Against uh, Manchester, we lost to four goals or five goals, whatever it was. So you know it was good tonight that we were able to keep that momentum and just push right through to the sixth. As Simon said right to the start there. That was one of the best
1: sixty-minute performances we've had. We went until the, the last whistle. I loved it. Lot to it, like uh, about tonight. exactly what we need at this stage of the season. Exactly what we needed considering. Go on, Simon. There's there's
2: one there's one really important thing before Friday night. The Sheffield Steelers have got to go into Manchester tomorrow night. Yeah, they do. I watched the Sheffield Steelers game on Sunday against the Storm. Storm played reasonably well. They made a uh, made a mistake for their second goal, and that's otherwise they could have had the overtime with them. That could be a big, big game for the Steelers, and it's certainly, you know, Manchester are busting their nuts to try and get, you know, a couple of points but to get into that, um, make sure they're in the top eight as well. So that's, that is a massive, massive game tomorrow
1: night. It is, and and you know, obviously, I wasn't mm-hmm. here last week. And thanks to you, gents, for uh, for taking that on. And well done, Joel, on the hosting. But the uh, you look at the way that we got on with with the Manchester Storm, and yes, we ran out of that lead. But they, when they get into a bit of a, a run of goals, they will score on you, and it's exactly what they did against us. And it's it's no easy feat on that ice to get a result. And you're absolutely right; they have to go there and get something. I would love it. <laughs> I would there. love it. Love it. <laughs> love it. I'm sure. If heard this before. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's have a quick look back at the weekend, lads, um, the two games against the Nottingham Panthers at the SSE Arena. Um, we'll start with the 4-2 defeat. The two place on uh, Hedberg, Bovin and Meyer scoring for the Nottingham Panthers. Conway with the two for the Belfast Giants. Simon, um, Giants went out to the 2-1 lead. And then Nottingham squared it. And then that third period, it just didn't work for the chance at all.
2: When I get 2 0, Lee, and just as you're looking at that screen, in 2 minutes and 51 yeah. seconds, I thought, you know what, this is going to be great tonight.
1: Yeah,
2: And we just stopped playing. Um, you know, it, it's one of those ones where you, you've got to, you know, the, the, Man, the Nottingham Panthers actually played decent on Friday night. Um, our first goal that we gave away um, was Coops, wasn't it? Coops was basically coming down. He actually had the puck in their zone. And he turns to bring it back into our zone to get the you know, waste a few seconds of the power play. Um for them as we're short And and you know, they they have two guys between him and the defenseman. They knock out the can't remember who it was, knocked it out of the air, and then Belarus all on the slot in his own and he scores. That's a big mistake. Very, very un, under sorry, under no, sorry, uncharacteristic, uncharacteristic of um of, thanks, David Um of uh <laughs> of Mark Cooper. But, you know, that gave them momentum. They get a a quick goal to start a second period. And, you know, Besco sort of kept us in it. They played very, very well. But we just weren't at the races. We didn't move our legs. We, you know, we we missed JJ Pickens. I mean, we missed JJ Pickens massively. But, uh, you know, ultimately it gave us the kick in the backside that we needed for Saturday night because, you know, we've we've hammered, apart from the game before that, against the... um, against the Panthers in the league, you know, 7-1, 7, sorry, 7-2, 7-2, 5-0 were the first three games against them. So, you know, we, we, we absolutely dominated them earlier in the season, but they're a different team. And, and you know, and fairness, Matheson's got them playing reasonably well. And that's another team the Sheffield Steelers have got to face, I think, to play them this Saturday night. So, you know, they'll want to beat, they'll want to beat Sheffield on Saturday night. We've got a, a big game, a couple of big games this weekend as well, but that, that Friday night game hurt and it, it definitely hurt Adam. He was not happy after the game. Um and uh and I am um, well, I know he made his, his feelings noble to the boys in the dressing room after the game.
1: Joel.
4: Yeah, look, I couldn't agree more. I think that the main thing to to bear in mind, um, as has been said, that Nottingham team is not the team that, that we were shellacking early in the season, especially even going over to their barn and just running up these scores. Um, Matheson has done a great job. I don't know if it's maybe a little bit of uh, of the whistle effect too. You know, have, having that team are just a little bit better drilled. I think um, they're a very, very solid goaltender as well. Um, and the Giants did need to 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 kind of grind away and to, and to get in his face. Um, jumping up to, to an early lead like that, especially in hockey, when when a game can turn Turnaround just so fast um, and can be dangerous. And you know, that old adage of 2-1 being the worst lead in, in any sport um just, just seemed to come true. We didn't have it. Um, just in, in the tank on, on Friday night but look nobody ever said that winning titles was easy nobody ever said that this run-in was going to be free of bumps in the road and uh, and maybe now and again if you want to try and take a positive from it you need that little bump in the road to refocus keep you sharp and get you reset for the next one um, and you know if you look at that weekend as a whole the, the fact that we were able to to uh, go away refocus within the space of one night get back on the ice against that same team and turn it around um, but I have to mention again sorry as I drop stuff on my desk we're live, sorry. Um, uh, to to turn it around, but to also to have JJ Pekinich back in that lineup the next night, you know, Adam, uh, the coach, whenever he was doing post game, I heard him mention the fact that just immediately the impact that Pekinich has, you know, he, um, this isn't my line; it's it's somebody somebody else said it. Um, but Pekinich created, you know, multiple eight, nine, ten offensive chances that you just wouldn't have had the night before. Um, so it's fantastic, and it just highlights how much of a an asset and how vital he is to this Belfast Giants lineup. But with that said, over the past kind of week and a half or so, um, we've seen. Scoring up and down the lineup, so um, look, you scratch that one off and you carry on. We we put things right the next night, and the the league is still wide open.
1: We'll come to that. We'll come to that in just a second, David. Your take on that defeat, and obviously the, the the games against the Nottingham Panthers, we've been we've been quite fortuitous, and we've 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 taken them, we've beat them, and we have beat them well. It, it is rare that you get a full season against a team, and you will do them week in week out. So I guess you know them taking two points off us, you just have to shrug and move on.
3: I guess five and one across the season. You you'd have probably taken that at the start of the season. So you know from from that perspective, good results. I tend to disagree to an extent that we were awful or anything. On Friday night, like for just for a wee bit of, rub of the green, like we were all over the Panthers. At to each, we've rang the bar, we've hit the post, we've gone down, and and we've we've conceded that third goal, and then we're pushing, we've hit the bar again, we've gone early with the the empty netter, as we've done a, a lot of times this season I think we, it, for, some of us were even a little surprised we've been quite as aggressive at that stage, um, and we've coughed it up, and, and then we've obviously had the one disallowed as well for the the borderline high stick, I think Soisy's stick is probably just a wee bit high there, so we can, we can live with it, one of those um, a, a little wake-up call, perhaps you know, we're getting into a bit of a groove there, and you know, for the boys to come back the following night, which we'll go on to. But I, I don't think we are particularly sucked. We we're, were right shot in our own barn, which is, is at, at even mm-hmm. strength, which is something that hasn't happened an awful lot to us this season. So, you know, in terms of a, a good wake-up call, maybe that was just what we needed. We'll go out and stick four past in the following night, and then we'll go on to Glasgow, obviously, tonight, and, and come off with a really good win. So sometimes you just need to be
1: refocused, and sometimes it takes a bit of adversity to, to find that focus for you. I'm going to move on to the other game. We are hoping to be joined by uh, by Adam Keefe, and uh, in the uh, in the short in a short period of time, we'll we'll see how we get on. Uh, but we'll keep talking. We'll go back. We'll go on then to the game against Nottingham. The the four one victory that took place. Uh, Kieran Long with the opening goal. Conway, Murph, and Goodwin on the power play for the Belfast Giants. It was Sean Richards for the Nottingham Panthers. Joel, like you said, had to hit back, and we hit back.
4: Yeah, we absolutely did, Patty. And uh if you don't mind, I'm gonna just focus on one thing tonight because it was the biggest shot of serotonin, I think I had all of last week. And that was Darcy Murphy um putting in the work and coming out with a one plus one game. Um in that in that response the next night. You know, we we talk about Darcy Murphy, we've talked about him so much and, and his contribution to the Belfast Giants, and normally his struggles in a season, his battles are are pulling up those big moments and racking up points and scoring big clutch goals. He's had to face adversity in a whole different way this season. He's had to to do a lot of that work behind closed doors and a lot of the work that nobody sees in order to get himself healthy. He's obviously been battling injury all this season, um, and he's been putting that work in, and it's just so nice. And I don't mean it in a patronizing way. Darcy Murphy is a good hockey player. He knows where the net is, but he's obviously been up against it. And I'm delighted that he got that goal and he had that moment. The thing that I took away from that game was just how loud and genuine the crowd was after that goal went in and um, that says to me that, that that's a belfast giants fan base that I haven't forgotten darcy murphy they uh they also aren't underestimating the grind that he's been putting in in a very different way to a lot of the other boys and um, to contribute to this belfast giants team i'm delighted to have him back on the ice and if you let him get hot at this stage in the season you're in trouble
1: i think that's it yeah, uh, davy you know and we had to have that bounce back and we did
3: nothing like a bit of bounce back building, and we, we we jumped out <laughs> again the quick and and Longer getting the goal, Darcy coming up with goal, Longer involving the two goals, obviously on, on the Friday night as well. I think Simon mentioned it on, on commentary with Graham Walton, you know, to have that depth of scoring when you're reliant almost at times you're expecting, when things are going bad, you're expecting good way, calm work, and p- picking this to come up with something, you're almost just willing it to happen. And when you've got that fourth line jumping up, I don't know different guys probably centering it at different times all through the night. And then, say all that Conway was absolutely exceptional on Saturday night. I know I think it's Kieran Kier Long. It's match Was it says on Saturday night? Yeah, yep. yeah, Um He had his goal. He had his assist on Darcy's goal. But Conway, Conway, really ice for me on on Friday night. He really, really led the team really well. So, you know, we got in and around There's Conway scoring his goal now. If you're watching it, watching it live, you know Conway getting down right into the high start and get the shot away. And we never looked back. It was one of those ones. Whenever we got the couple of goals up. I was comfortable, I, I was saying that I was comfortable on Friday night as well. So, you know, we won all the major battles. We won the power play battle, we won the face-off battle, we won the shots battle. We you win all those little statistical battles, you know, more often than not, you go ahead and you win the game. Stats, stats don't lie, says, as I text you in between period breaks, you know, on on, on game evenings. So, as far as that, the Giants follow the process. That's very well said. Simon's talking about keeper being meticulous in preparation. The guys are meticulous in their preparation. And when you prepare right and you get off to a good start, you know, nine times out of ten, you come away with the two points.
1: Simon, so, mean, you were joined on Friday by Deco and then on Saturday by uh, by uh, Graham Walton. And I really enjoyed with both of those. And Graham Walton was bang on what he was saying about how the, the, uh, he said something along the lines that the Giants' concentration in games like this is second to none. Yeah, at first
2: I want to touch on David saying he was very comfortable on Friday and Saturday because he got the first two periods uh, scores right and got a hundred quid up. Um, <laughs> we'll, not, we'll not say anything about that. Um, yeah, Wally. Well, I remember Wally saying that on on Saturday night, and he is absolutely nailed on. You know, it's um it's important to try. You know, when David just mentioned there about um about winning the battles, that's one thing we didn't do on Friday night. We didn't win the battles along the wall. The Nottingham Panthers. Won those battles probably seventy five percent of the time on Friday night, and it was the opposite way around on Saturday. When you watched us, down deep, cycling the puck low, um, you know, creating the opportunities out front. David mentioned that Conway had played well, Darcy had played well, obviously as well. But my man of the match should have been JJ Pekaric. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And I I know none of you seen him coming into the, the arena. He shouldn't have played on, on Friday Saturday night, but he wanted to play. He watched the game on Saturday. Night. I can I'll probably understand because he watched the game on the webcast with me and Dick on Friday night and he says, there's no way I'm watching that crap again. So <laughs> you know, he just his stuff on he came out on Saturday night and I thought he was exceptional. He Watch. really didn't, you know, he's struggling, but for, uh, hadn't skated all week, he was sick in his bed all week um, and to come out and play the way he did created so many opportunities, picked up two helpers, probably could have had another couple, um, but I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Uh, but again, it's one of those things where we, David touched on it when he came on to talk about this game. It's a bounce back ability. Uh, you know, you, you get the chance to to put things right very very quickly when you play hockey, and and you know you, you game on the Friday night, you lost it, you got it right back out again on the Saturday night, and you put it right. So it's all about the next game. It's all about leading on to what you can do, what you can control, and the only thing we control is what's in our own uh and our games in front of us. So solid performance Saturday night adam was very very happy after um the the well the weekend you know when he picked him up at two points but um he was really happy the way the team bounced back and and i knew he was looking forward to tonight as well
1: let's have a quick look if i can sort this out at where we stand right now with regards to obviously we've only got a few weeks a few week ends of the of the season left uh, and the standings are. As such, um, Belfast Giants are top forty-eight games played, seventy-six points. Sheffield are, are two games and four points behind us. Cardiff this week have been eliminated from the title race. Oh, I yeah, yeah, hate division. to see that. Buddy. They do hate to see that. really tough thing right to say. see. Really yeah, tough, that's tough. Sorry to hear that. But but but, but you know, but they've they've qualified for playoffs, as you can see. So uh, good for them.
2: They're only sixty-four points. Yeah, we've got seventy-eight,
3: seventy-six.
1: They can get the seventy-eight.
0: Yeah.
1: Hold on. He no no seventy eight. But it was it was an it was an unnounced the other day They've been they've yes, been Yes, it was announced, but it,
3: it be. was tweeted, it was tweeted by JJ Fernley. An average statistician.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, <laughs>
3: it's technically they, they, stat they need to win
2: every game and us to lose every game, which is probably correct because we, so play therefore, if we win three times. So that might come into it
1: So if we win on Friday, then they're out. Um,
3: That's a good point, Sam, because Sheffield and Belfast can't drop maximum points. Yeah. So well done, JJ Fernley, More than an average statistician. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Those so points are, have right? to be
3: split somewhere between Belfast and Sheffield. Whether it's yeah. you know somebody's I mean, going again, to get them. Would
4: like to retract his recent statement about JJ Fernley. I'd like
3: to apologise for absolutely nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eve, look. You've been even Chris <laughs> Revel's in here. They can get seventy-six. Uh, Rev, Rev. The Rev in Thanks, Rev. Love Rev. We can yeah. get
3: the 76.
1: I assume Cardiff. it's Cardiff. It's six games left. Yeah. So two points a game. He's right. I
3: don't know. I'd like to apologize to Rev for saying seventy-eight. Apologies, Rev. <laughs> I'm trying to do you? two things at once here.
1: So so we got, so we got Belfast we're... and Sheffield more in a two horse race. Cardiff now out of it. We, we're agreed now. Uh, Nottingham sitting down in fourth, 51. I don't think they're going anywhere. I think that's them for the season, more or less. No, absolutely. Um, but it gets a bit more interesting as we go down here. Coventry, Glasgow, Dundee, Guildford, <laughs> Manchester, all in with a shout of either being up or down. I think that's a real, what's that, two, four, five way for that point. But f- for my money, says, I don't see the Storm getting above that line.
2: I hope you're wrong. Um, because joking. if they get above that line, there's a brave chance they're going to beat Sheffield because they've got them, uh, I think it's two more times. So uh, actually, it may even be three more times that they play them between now and the end of the season. Um, you know, I know they play them tomorrow night. um, And then they've got Nottingham. And I think it's two against Manchester after that. So you know, I, I hope you're wrong. I hope they give a real good go. And I know... That I listened to Ralph Finnerty's interview after the Saturday, sorry, the Sunday night game as well. I mean, he's disappointed not to pick up anything from the Sheffield game. But, you know, there's, when you look at, like the Dundee, Dundee were sitting fifth and four points behind Nottingham last weekend, started last weekend. And all of a sudden they lose two games. Nottingham can pick up a uh, win against us and they go ahead and then they're obviously down to four. There's an eight, eight point gap there now between them and Nottingham. Yeah. So it's going to be a tough battle. Obviously, Coventry and the Guilford Flames played the night who won that. I'm
1: oh, Do you know what? I was just about to look that up. It was 2-1 to um, Coventry, the last I looked, in the third period. Give me a second. Keep, keep talking, I'll look it up. I, I, I talked, then
3: just, just for fixtures. Um, says the uh, Steelers go to the Storm tomorrow night. They're home to the Panthers at the weekend. They're away to the Storm again at the weekend. Home to the Storm home to Belfast, home to Belfast, away to Glasgow, away to Belfast to finish the yeah. season off. And they've finished 2-1 to Coventry. That's hence well,
1: why when they're... You look, when you look at those fixtures,
2: a you know, Manchester need the points, Glasgow need the points, we certainly need the points. You know, so they're tough, tough games that Sheffield have coming up. But the, Aaron Fox is a good coach. He's, You know, I reckon he's been their best coach for a long, long time. He's a good recruiter. He's got guys in there that can play and, and you know, muck in. And, and they they just find a way to dig points out. You know, the Steelers are... They've been top of the league for much of this season. They're not there at the minute, but you know hmm. those two games in hand are
1: uh, are important. But I'd still rather have the points on the board. Um, I find it interesting in regards to the way it stands. You know, how much of a factor are the uh, regulation wins going to come into this? Obviously, we've got thirty three to Sheffield's twenty eight, Davey, And it, in the past, it's been a major factor.
3: You could just, you know, and in, in terms of Sheffield, when they're two games in hand and they go level on points, that you know they'll have thirty regulation wins. That that's pro- they're not probably not going to overhaul that at this stage of the season in terms of of getting above us in regulation wins. So it's 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 as good as an extra point that as as we sit in the league stands at the minute. And you know that goes back to this league as a win in you know September October is as important as as they are in in April. So you know we've done the hard work there and. I would rather be sitting where the Belfast Giants are at the minute than where the Sheffield Steelers are. So, you know, those regulation wins, as you say, are absolutely crucial, Paddy.
1: Where are we sitting with uh, any Any word from Kiefer, Says
2: No, not yet. Oh, he'd be,
1: I don't he, know he's, he's,
2: the boys are enjoying the, let's just say, they're having a, enjoying the bus ride back to the hotel. So, um with being live, I don't think he wants to take the chance to... Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I, I very much like, want to see that happen. <laughs> yeah. I think people would probably pay good money for that. Yeah, but yeah. Maybe the last game of the season would get to do another live one, but uh, maybe not this one. But he, he's trying to get back to hotel, and he says, he'd, you know, try and get on if he gets back to hotel time.
1: Fantastic. It's a big shout-out to everybody as well, watching on Facebook and on Twitter. We're getting a lot of people sending some fantastic comments and stuff. We'll try to throw as many of them up as we can. What I'm going to do is am going to talk about Friday. We've talked about Friday in the visit of the... Uh, Glasgow clan, and you know, on the back of today's or tonight's win, you know, how the confidence will bring into that game. However, that game has another thing, uh, Davy, uh, the retirement of Colin Shields, number 19.
3: Yeah, it's been a bit of a time coming since uh, Colin announced his retirement and actually retired, and then we've had you know, we've had Covid and we've the, the world turned upside down, and we, he's, he's had to wait patiently for it to happen. Uh, I think the night that he retired, Eric Porter came out on the ice and said, I think it was Eric anyway, said there will never be anyone else to, to were the number 19. And I guess at that stage, the, the dream scenario would just have been to have a big 19 banner and got it up to the ceiling there and then. But it's nice that he's getting a, a, a night out. I know that he's joining a pretty exclusive club there when you look at the, the numbers Paxton, Wardy, Wally, um, Johnny, Stewie, Killer. You know, so in terms of that, I see Stevie Thompson, are saying the goat. You know, six hundred twenty-seven games. I can't remember what it is now. Two hundred forty-nine goals and, and countless assists, and you know, absolute power play specials for you. If you needed a power play goal at any stage in a game, it was the same with Team GB. I think that last World Championships, um, Aaron Murphy might have been talking about it with when they were coming up the around this time of selection. He says if Colin Sheaves had just been coming back from injury. And they were saying, even if you just need him to go out there and play 30 seconds, the power plays, he got a chance of getting you the goal. He has to go to the world championships. He was absolutely unbelievable for the Belfast Giants. He, he was great for all the clubs he played for through his career, had some unbelievable numbers in North America as a, as a junior coming through the ranks as well. And, you know, we were very lucky to have him as long as we did. He, he lifted plenty of silverware in Belfast. He's obviously set up home in Belfast and business uh, after his hockey career. So we wish him well with all that. And, uh, Looking forward to Friday night, seeing that number 19 being raised up alongside those other and that very exclusive retired numbers club.
1: Shout it to everybody watching on Facebook or Twitter. Share, Please share us uh, what you think and your thoughts on uh, on Colin Shields and his retirement this Friday. Simon, like Davey says, it's a long time in coming. There are, there are names and numbers hanging from the bridge, and we can debate them left, right, and centre. But for the input that Colin had and, and the numbers that he put up, obviously he also lifted, the, as a captain, he lifted the, the playoff trophy back in 2010, and uh, it's been a long time in coming.
2: But you mean the playoff trophy coming back again?
1: No, no, <laughs> the retirement of yes it is. Is number
2: nineteen. I think Listen, <laughs> we we've talked about this before about the numbers that are retired there at the minute, and you know, there's arguments for every single one of them. Should they be there? Should they not be there? Um but when you look at it, the one that we could have four different opinions here, um, by literally talking about this and saying such and such deserves it. You know paxton deserves to be there the first overall out of everybody graham walton should be there, first local lad to play were 500 games um you know he he played for the giants for 11 12 seasons whatever it may be but i think this is the first player that has deserved to have his number up there without anybody having an issue with it i don't think anybody could ever argue about colin having his number retired He's been absolutely incredible for this hockey club over the last, well, for the for the 11 or 12 years that he was here. He leads on so many different statistics. Davey's, you know, probably got them all there. I don't want to give them all away tonight because I'm sure they'll be touched on Friday night at the game. At the but, you know, he leads on so many parts, whether it's power play goals or goals or whatever. But, you know, it, it's... And he's missed around the arena. You know, the, the crack... You know he, he's as tight as a duck's ours but you know he, he's 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 around <laughs> the arena um for doing different bits and pieces and and you know I always enjoyed when he was not when he was injured but I always enjoyed having him on Jan's TV when he was free as well. But uh again I, I I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's absolutely deserved and and he's one of those guys that um as I say you're not gonna be able to take it away from him again. Nobody's ever going to wear number nineteen um and uh and it's one of those ones where it, it deserves to be up in the rafters where
1: it should be. Is this? I assume it's. Uh, there, there's going to be a series of things happening on on Friday. Says. Um. Yeah. There's a few things, but James Glover's the man. He's.
2: You know. He. I leave. It, that's his job. He's. He's the man for that, and, and does all that very, very well. So, I, I. To be honest, I haven't even asked the question, Paddy. Um. I'm sure. He, you know. I know they've. They've. Um. Uh, the Westland set aside for for sheds and his, his family and friends and um and I know that uh, he's, there's a couple of things organised, but James Glover's a man. If you want me to try and get James Glover on, I'm sure he'd pop on for for a second. But um, he he would be the
1: Huckleberry for that. Let's see if he pop on. Go on, may as well. More than He's more. probably watching. If you're
2: watching Glover, just let me know and I'll I'll send you the link. Yeah, why not?
1: Um, Joel, you know you you're one of the uh, the younger men here. True. Yeah. I'm sorry to comment. Um, <laughs> True, your right. thoughts True. on on Colin shields? Obviously, Lickin? you know, he'd be he probably be one of the players that dominated Europe your early times of watching the yeah. Giants.
4: so yeah whenever i uh, started kind of going to the to to hockey games full time uh, for want of a better term uh, colin shields was the captain of the belfast giants in, in 2010. um look at for me the, the jersey retirement argument i understand that the, there are certain like for, for a club so young we've got a lot of jersey numbers retired and that's always been a little bit of a bone of contention i understand the reasons and, and the time uh the time that, that that we were in whenever those decisions were made you know there were fears that the hockey club maybe wouldn't even last into the future at, at some points in the Giants history. For me, though, a jersey retirement isn't just a great hockey player. It's someone who permeates the culture and the fabric of a hockey club. And that person to me is Colin Shields. You know, there there, there are a number of, of names that I, I could sort of name. Adam Keefe is the obvious one. I mean, Adam Keith is Mr. Belfast. Paxton Schulte, critical to the fabric of the club, permeates the culture of the club. Colin Shields is amazing because, and I don't care, I'm going to fanboy here. You can say whatever you want. Colin Shields is the greatest <laughs> British hockey player of all time. You can keep your Tony hands. I don't want to hear about it. Colin Shields is is a hero. Colin Shields is uh, the greatest British ice hockey player of all time, but he's also on first name terms with the majority of the Belfast Giants fan base. When else does that ever happen that you have someone who is? Uh so iconic to to a club so iconic and so central to the fabric and the culture of a club has won it all has set the records but he's still i mean even i haven't seen sheds in a while i don't know if you've noticed but i've had quite a pandemic and i haven't really been near the gym um so i haven't i haven't had a chat with we've him noticed yet. we've noticed yeah <laughs> but uh, we obviously are, are currently living in a, in a rented place down in larn as, as we've you know, prepare for a big house move, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying. But Colin Sheeves reached out and was like, "Look, look, if you're getting your stuff moved out of the flat, if you're getting moved down to Larn, give me a shout. I'll bring the truck. We can we can load stuff up." Now, I am not letting the greatest British hockey player of all time. Uh, load furniture for me that's just something that's a non-negotiable but it's the fact that you know it's, it's that that's a uh, maybe a throwaway example um, but it's but it's special to me and it's an example of just how much he means and how much the the, the club and its fan base and the people and its people you know he, he spends his weeks in that gym talking to people talking to fans um, and people I think the majority of our fan base you know have, have those kinds of stories and have built up kind of friendships with him, or what at least know them in first name terms fully fully deserving of that number 19 hanging from the raft that's someone who is uh, not, not just a great hockey player, but a great guy and someone who, um, you know, you think Belfast Giants and, and you play word association. Very, very quickly, you're going to say Colin Shields. So um, you'll get no complaints from me about 19 hanger from the Rafters forever.
1: I can't believe that you went for the, you know, you're going to fanboy Colin Shields when just above you there is Davy mcjemsey
4: I'm trying to out fanboy him, but I know it's pointless. I, I thought he, he, <laughs> spent, he spent all of his energy on statistician beef on a Tuesday night, so I was trying to get in ahead of him. But listen, I know, Davey, mate, I know.
1: Go on. Are you going over for it, Davey?
3: Hoping to be there, yeah.
1: You fly at home? Hoping to be. Yeah, i good. We're What's, to come it on, it. Paddy, you're like your are poppin's worth there. It's well deserved. Um, there's there's absolutely no doubt about it. You know, you just look at the numbers that are put up, and you remember that, like, you remember when he first came in, and there was talk about you. Know, that I remember seeing footage of this player at Maine University with the flowing the flowing locks under the under the helmet, scoring for fun. Good friends, Gav Gav uh, Gav Hall, and then Ian the Whole Man Holman um head, head out to Maine. Don't ask how he got that. Had uh, heading out, had heading out, went out to watch him uh, play. When he was when he was playing NCAA and talking about you know the standard of, the, of a player and the amount of teams I remember who were saying you know, we want them, we want them. The fans saying we want them, and he came and he played for Belfast. And yes, you talk to Mark Hitchcock. He'll highlight his time at Sheffield and 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 the numbers Never he put up in, at the uh, at the Odyssey Arena when he came and scored. Obviously, trying to make a point, and the point was well received. But the the um and then he played what Newcastle. I remember his time at Newcastle did well there. But he came back to Belfast and he put up the numbers in Belfast. He you know he led the team in that in that playoff final. He and then the, the how many years after that? When was it 2018? He went. Yeah, was that, 18, was 19, 2018. Yeah, so another eight. <laughs> so another eight years after that with with championships and numbers. You know, and we wouldn't we wouldn't have any of those championships without the goals that he put in. Just another day, just another goal for the all time records from goal scorers, the Belfast
3: it's very last game, the playoff final where Darcy Murphy got hurt, he goes down the right-hand side ice and unleashes that slap shot he has right across Ben Bounds. It hits the post. We were that close to the Grand Slam that season. I, I, the width of a shade slap shot puck away from winning it all, and that would have been a great yeah. send-off for him. The going when win that we, we obviously won the league that season was a great send-off for him too. Almost won the... What do you call the uh Continental Cup and and obviously then went on the, the, the team GB to, to finish it all off? But um who remembers his first game? Me and Simon were talking about it the other day. Joe was only a Joel, s- Joel was only a wee nipper.
1: Season with Theo Flurry.
3: <laughs> Sean Skihore saved Mark Levers' life that night. That was the night oh, Graham yeah. was was holding Mark Levers up to punch bagging him. And uh Ski took a third man in. That was Colin Sage's first was, game for the club that, that
1: night. That, that that spawned one of my favorite comments on a view from the bridge It came from Aaron Carnahan who said that Ski Hart came in and pulled off what Mark Levers? Uh, but he meant you no know, just take him off.
4: <laughs> nice buddy. yeah. Nice. We are, nice. We're live,
1: aren't we? Um big show. Chris- Big shout to Chris Redpath, actually, who's watching in the Weatherspoons, the Lord of the Isles in Glasgow. Hello.
4: i uh, love to see that.
1: <laughs> Straight out of the game and watching a view from the bridge. Um, light, I can't remember. And, 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 and just in response to this comment from Darren. No. Absolutely not. not. <laughs> Absolutely not getting hitchy on. It's not <laughs> up. Who? The, uh, Who? Mark Hitchcock. Mark Hitchcock. Do you remember him? No. No. He used to like hockey a long time ago. Um. One comment and one thing that popped up because uh, Craig Anderson brought it up as well, and it, at the start of at the start of the the game about the number of points that the uh, that our top line in Con's Pickenich and and Goody have put up, and it's absolutely phenomenal. And we talked about it on stage uh, at the View from the Bridge live uh, in um, in uh, the off ice bar. Um, are they the greatest, Simon? I think
2: they've got a good argument for it, mate. I really do. I know we've you know, we've talked about um Sean Barons and Ruffles and Thea um oh god Kevin Riel wasn't
1: rough Riel Barons.
2: Right, uh we've talked about those three guys, okay. Different era, different league. Um, but you know, and uh, I'm pretty sure create I love, do you know what that webcast night was really good, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um love the the cameras behind the net, um, which have been trying to put Dave Laurie under pressure to get them sorted. Um, but I think they've got a really good shout for it, Paddy. I really, really do. You know, if we can keep those three together again next year, God knows what they're going to come up with. You know, I, I'm pretty sure that the stats that, that, um, that Craig put up were wrong. I think he took them from the, the league League site, which is, you know, the, all the webcasts do. But Davey's got all our stats um, correct. And got into the game. I think it was two four nine. It uh, made sixteen.
3: It made one hundred sixty two thirty two forty two forty six going into tonight.
2: So I mean, there been a few points tonight. Pick of three. Goody had, or Collins had one on a couple. Goody had a couple of assists. So you know, potentially nine. He had nine points again tonight. It, it's just incredible. It, it it's it's that line. The the chemistry is unreal. I mean, you literally just look. I mean, look at the goal against. Uh, him at the weekend. JJ under pressure from two guys taking him into the corner. Collins gives him the puck. He skates into the corner, slips it out to him because he's attracting the two guys into the, into the corner with him. Collins just walks into the net. Davey was touching it out there, puts the three legs of, of Kevin Carr. The, the three of them together are, I don't think I've ever seen it like that before for a Belfast chance line. I, I, if you like, the whole point of it is I'm happy to have an argument or a discussion over it. Um, but those three together. Have been sensational. It's, you know, I was looking at somebody had tweeted out there. It wasn't I don't think it was a chance from, but somebody had tweeted out a few weeks ago about, um, you know, who's who's potentially going to be the best player in the league this year. <laughs> Do you know what? See if it's <laughs> not either Goody or sorry, if it's not cons or Peckinnetz or throw Goody in there as well. Somebody's heads needs a good slap. Uh Those three, <laughs> as I say, no, but they really have Peckinnetz is. I think Peckinnetz is just something else. Uh, Conway again, uh, you know, just as he does everything right. You know, David touched on he face off He's won this year. He's taken more than double any other player on our team. And he's won nearly 55, 60% of them, if not more. Uh, he just does a wee bit of everything. The best chirper I've heard on ice anywhere. He's absolutely lethal. I love it. Um, I love you know, it. He, he stuck in the guys, especially after conceding the goal. Remember, he, he did against Hazeldean. Against Manchester, your man's landing the flat flat down on the ice, and Khan's just giving it. I couldn't stop laughing on the on The webcast, <laughs> he's just lethal. Uh, but I honestly think these three could be the best line that we've ever had. Uh, That's a, sorry.
1: An, sorry, I just said an interesting one there from Matt, uh, Matt Patton saying 18, 19, Riley, Rutherford, Darcy, close points wise. going, on, Joel.
4: I was just sitting on that one to be honest you know I'm trying to think of you know as as you said just a few minutes ago there the the game I, I certainly think anyway the British game has changed so much from the early 2000s to now and I think that change has been accelerated even in the past five or six years you know that the style of hockey in the UK feels different to me it's it's not as big hit drop the gloves fight North American I, I feel there's more and more of that college or European sort of uh, flair in our game and I'm trying to think of you know best lines in recent history and as Matthew Patton rightly points out there that line of Darcy Murphy, Blair Riley, and David Rutherford, they were prolific offensively, but they were also extremely well-balanced, you know, in terms of their physicality, in terms of their work and creating chances out of nowhere. But if you set those two side by side, I don't know if the stats match this opinion, but if you give me, uh, as I try to set recency bias aside, if you give me those two lines side by side, it wouldn't even be close. You know, I I would take uh, Goody, Pick and Collins in a heartbeat. And that was a sensational line.
3: I think that um, Riley, um, Rutherford, and Murphy didn't do it consistently over the course of a whole season from the first game till till 50, whatever we're in now, I think it's 59th, 60th game tonight of the season. They were hot at times when others weren't and they carried the team for a little bit and then they went off the boil and they had injuries. We've been very lucky to, although I was talking to somebody the other day, I think we've lost about 80 games or so in terms of, of injuries. What did I put on Twitter the other day? Something like 21 out of 60 games we've had a full complement of players. So we shouldn't even be anywhere near the top of this league. Um, In terms of best lines, you know, you go back to that season with Paul where we had um, swears, White, Cotton, Shields, and then you had a second line of, of Sauce, Chevy, and Higgy. You know, you had a top six that are doing real damage. You go way back to the rough Real Barons, etc. They're as good as we have had. I don't think there's there's you can't you can't have a debate without these three being right at the top of your debate. If you're gonna have one of those um, starting six kind of podcasts for pick your actual best three and go through and find you know, you had you had years where you'd like a Damon Rycroft coming in scoring more than a point a game. Did he do it on a line with two other people consistently over 60 games? No, they didn't. So in terms of the the 60 game aspect of it for a whole season, not really carrying any injuries and doing it night on night. I could go through there and find how many games, probably certainly in one hand or two hands, that one of those three hasn't scored a point in, that have been sensational in terms of the contribution night after night after night. So for me, probably eighty season with Suez White Cotton Shields is the only one, even going back, when you're going back to Real Burns rough, you're talking about a different era, a different, style, a different style of hockey, a different level of league, which I think probably is getting close to comparable, though it still doesn't have the depth. Yeah, at times we can run four lines, but you're still having somebody chipping in. and Schulte did a brilliant podcast the other week, and he was talking about the old days and how everything was everything's better in your head in the old days. So, you know, whenever you're going back, yes, we were we were really blessed with the type of hockey we had then. It's coming back to there now, and these three guys are peerless in this league in terms of a, of a line currently.
1: That's, I think that's the point. Uh, and I remember when we had Toto Kelman on before the, the cup final, he said exactly that sort of similar thing, which exactly that sort of similar thing. We listen. Nice. the uh, yeah, Um,
2: see, by it, sorry for jumping in. I was sitting thinking, you know, again, that the, the first one, the first one that always pops to mind, my well, lines from the Giants is Barons, Real, and yes, Ruff. That, that's the first one that jumps to mind. That's, that would put. I mean, Davey mentioned the white cotton line up in uh, 2012, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm, um yes. but the first one for me that pops to mind is the, is the ruffles and, and line. Could you imagine ruffles in a line with Conway and Pekinich? <laughs> well, I
1: you think know, I'm, not,
2: I'm not diminishing much good he's done this year, but you know, if you take the two top point scores that I have there at the minute with Conway and Pekinich, and you know, ruffles basically supplying ammunition from another side. That's
1: unbelievable. There, there, there's a comment from Chris Lovell that we've just had on Facebook saying if you replace one of them with a player from previous years, who are you dropping and picking? And you're saying you pick up Ruffles. Absolutely. I think absolutely. I, I, I just the point I was going to make was the fact that you know you're 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 always influenced and in that and that's the thing you're always influenced by the first. You know the, the, the <clears> first <throat> great line that I remember watching was Ruffalo Burns and everybody gets compared to them and then the mind starts to think about you know well they they were the best so nobody could be better so when i look at this line but the numbers that they are putting on left right and center you know they the numbers they are putting up and the chemistry as you pointed out says is phenomenal it's that they know where each other is they know the moves that each other is going to make the speed that they bring it into the zone and and then you, you look at those uh, those three goals, from, especially the first two uh, from, from Pekinich tonight, and, and the way that it worked and the finishing was unreal. Absolutely unreal. The guy is one of the best we've had, without a shadow of a doubt. And the way that he's playing on this line with Goody, who was good the last time he was here. And the fact that he's been made the captain was exactly the right move from Adam Keefer, or, or well it was Adam Keefer, well it was the boys in the room that voted for it. But he is leading by example in this in in this team. And that is why we sit top of the uh, of the elite ice hockey league.
2: Looking looking at Goody up until um I think it was up until ten, it was up until tonight. Goody's nineteen points in March. He leads the team in points in the month of March. He was, you know, it I might even be up until the start of the weekend. Um, I, I did write the stat down, but I just can't remember if I wrote it down for the weekend games. I we wrote it down on Monday. But, you know, you know, even looking at, you know, you, you talk about, well, I mentioned about potentially replacing Ruffles with Goody, or vice versa, sorry. Um, but Goody's vision is arguably one of the best in the league. It's, it's, it's passing as, as you, you know, I, I don't know what the percentage of passing is. I don't think you keep that. day by there. Uh, about the many passes right onto the tip. So how many goals that he has? He's been the primary assist on this season has hey been that. outstanding. He's the the way he just sees the game, the way and again you you touched on a party about the way the way the three of them interact, the way they move their movement. You know you you watch it. There was a there was a goal the other night. I can't remember who the one it was at the weekend. But it's literally there's there, there's one of the guys just gives him gives the defenseman a bit of a nudge creates an R2 feed for himself and he slots a puck home. And that's just the way, you know, you, you, that's all they're doing. They're just creating that little bit more space for each other. Um, and when they do that, when, you know, Conway, Conway's skating towards Peking as if he's going to take a puck away from him. He's taking an R defenseman away. And that's that's just hockey smarts. That's just hockey brains. And the yep. three of them together have been sensational.
1: Uh, to operations before, operations before. manager for the Belfast Giants, James Glover. Welcome to your view from the bridge. Yes, Gloves. Good evening. That's How are you. Just to, sorry, back. you were about to say something, Davey. Let Davey say, I was, to say I was it, about but... to say,
3: we're we're talking about all the goals to score, and you're talking about setting each other and set players. We're talking about all the stuff to do positive in the offensive zone, but defensively, they're a really sound line. They're a plus 153 and the plus minus just unbelievable. The numbers are staggering what they're doing this season, and yeah, we'll have to have that debate about baseline best line ever. Of course, Simon, mean, if you're taking out if you're saying you know you're keeping goody and you're keeping pick, you can only drop one and you're you're taking goody out of it and who you're gonna pick in. Just one of the
2: best. It, you don't need a goalie, Davy. If you just what, forget about the goalie, I'm going with six players.
3: One of the best <laughs> left wingers we've ever had, right back at the start. You're talking about putting sandpaper like Jason Ruffin, in. and Schulte, I throw him in the mixer as well. Put put that bit of sandpaper in that line, point a game guy for the Belfast Giants who could throw them down as well. I think it'd be unstoppable.
4: It's just James, a shame that this whole entire conversation is pointless because the greatest giants line of all time is Darl Lloyd, Adam Keefe, and Mark Gar Carry on. <laughs> James,
1: <laughs> James, is is this is this the uh, is this the top uh, is this the best top line we've seen at the Belfast Giants?
5: Rough Real Barons for me, boys. Oh, come
1: it's, on. Always, it's always um, Toys, thank you. I thought just, he was a young
5: man. A, such a period of time sort of went between those two. Sets of lines, though, like you think would be something more more to talk about in between those times. But, um, you know, those guys back in the day were pretty special, so
1: yeah, we we had
3: that. What we we're talking, sorry, Paddy, there, we, we, I don't know how much of the conversation you caught there. You know, we've had exceptional combos, one or two players here and there, the Mike Compons, that you know, Noah Clark, different guys that came in, Damon Rycroft, Brock McBride, singular guys who have been absolutely. Paddy Dwyer, singular guys that have been absolutely outstanding in this league. But in terms of actual threesomes that you know do it from day one to day sixty, sorry, Simon, back off, family show. Um, you know, in terms of, of there isn't that many three line combos that have done it the whole way through the through a season.
1: I, I don't doubt that, mate. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, that, 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 this is the problem with the problem with debates like this is you going head to head. You can't actually show it. it. It is just going to be a case of people will have their favorites. And, you know, and like, like I said earlier, some people will sit in the past and think, you know, the best rough rail barons were the best line I've ever seen. And nobody has come close or they're going to say, you know, Freddie Nathal's one of the best players you've ever had, but you know, it's just, it's just the way things go. Um, James, thanks for joining us. Uh, one of the reasons we asked to we, we call in is because obviously on Friday we've got the the Shields retirement. What are we expecting from that evening?
5: It's been a while since we've done one now, um, mm-hmm. so Colin obviously will be in attendance at the game um, for all the, the accolades and the the sort of attention that he's due for the service that he's given us over the years. So um, number nineteen will be um, unveiled, and uh, the guys are wearing some. Unique jerseys, uh, with everyone's gonna have Sheenus nineteen in the back for a warm-up and love that. Um, Yeah, it should be should be
1: interesting. One of the things when we spoke, we uh, your name was brought up just a couple of weeks ago in regards to the uh the, the, the cup final. Or last week in regards to the cup final and the and the work that was put in. Obviously, over the last number of years, we've had some fantastic events at the uh, at the SSE arena. The effort that's been put in by your team to put on these events is second to none.
5: No, I appreciate it. I get a lot of the credit, but and honestly, it's a lot Pick of the, the, the volunteers that uh, that give up their time to come and actually do the the hard work. Um, I'm just fortunate enough that I get the front of it, and like I said, take a lot of the credit. Not that it don't work myself, but uh, I guess those guys <laughs> deserve the deserve the credit. Simon's laughing because now he can actually <laughs> he can actually call me out because he sees what I do day in day out. <laughs> no, no comment, man. You do a great job. It's testament to sort of to all those guys and also the the, the Odyssey for like putting themselves right in the shop window to host these events as well. Like, There's a lot of teams that wouldn't even consider um, bidding for a World Championships or a Friendship Four and those sorts of things. And um, like, it's, if it wasn't for the sort of aspiration to, to do these things and go above and beyond, you wouldn't really get the opportunity for me, number one, to put the event on, and number two, for the fans in Belfast to actually come and experience it, so... It's an it's our-on-team effort.
2: Glover, well, I want to touch on, um, obviously, you know, we're looking forward to Friday night and, and hopefully more success down the rest of the season, but I want to touch on Wednesday week ago, um, the cup final, Premier Sports in, uh, early start for you, late finish, uh, Michael bar, same all of the, the guys that do all the normal jobs, but having a one-off final um, in the arena for the first time um, and winning it, again was it uh, was certainly a, a well worth the average from from yourself and your crew and, and all the volunteers on the on the game night
5: yeah like it's um that's what everybody sort of gets up for you know the players play for finals and um whenever your jobs to put on event management that's that's the sort of things that you you look forward to as well um i was i was a bit nervous about that one tonight uh, i tweeted about it there recently that they uh, the Tuesday nights in Scotland have a habit of coming back to bite people but um no, know those cup finals if you can't get up for a cup final as a player then you're in the wrong business and um that's the same for all of us who put the events on like you're you're really looking forward to it so to get that amount of people through the door was um was fantastic and then obviously to sort of welcome people to the new bar and some of the new facilities um in the arena which are, are only sort of getting bigger and better and uh, there's a few more things in the pipeline which are going to be available um till end of the season starting next um so it's, it's again testament to the the organization for um, investing in the, in the facility which is definitely one of the best out there
4: one of my favorite things about uh, glover if you ever get to to spend any time with them uh the the novelty and the magic of being in the arena uh, around the hockey team around you just even equipment zambonis ice facilities ice going down you've never lost that kind of spark of enthusiasm and it really rubs off on people you know i i find myself getting vicariously stoked about how a crew flies over to put the ice down in belfast i had absolutely no idea about the technicalities of it until i spent time with glover and um, but but it's it's just amazing to still see that kind of fire burn so bright after kind of all these years with the organization but you know what what is it for you gloves that that gives you the most job satisfaction is it the opportunity to put on a, an on ice final and to have the teal army sort of see us clinch a title on home ice is it you know friendship four um is it pulling off a, a big event like uh, a jersey retirement which is obviously a really significant night and super important or testimonials what is it to you you look back on and went ah man i'm proud of that that's that's a highlight of my season
5: for me i'm just a giant fan. i lucky enough to work there um, like, and yeah. uh, i started off in a, a sort of volunteer role myself and um, many moons ago now so um to be able to show up every day like you said there's a novel piece not quite worn off and, and you guys know exactly what i'm talking about especially Patty and Davy. whenever you're a little bit more detached then you come to the arena after the you know months of separation or whatever and you walk in and you still get the you know the sort of excitement whenever you you walk through and you see the ice for the first time and um, it's, it sounds a bit sad, but um it it's not the slightest it doesn't. It's there <laughs> it all the time. Um, and uh, yeah to be able to you know have a job that uh, keeps you around ice hockey and the team that you're passionate about. It's um, yeah, something you definitely don't take for granted.
1: What's been your highlight in the years that you've worked there? And that, you know, obviously, you've, you've had so many different from the friendship fours to the world championships to the to the challenge cup finals and and whatnot, and the, you know, even the championship games that we had that game against the, that weekend against Sheffield where we lifted the the trophy. But when it came to you know your own personal experience with the Belfast Giants, what's been your highlight? Um, the one
5: that sort of springs to mind is obviously all the championships that uh, that Sheffield weekend that you just mentioned um, was was pretty magical, and that's kind of when I started with the Giants. So that was the first of all for the trophy and um, experience that I'd got being part of a team that was um, winning the Elite League Championship. But um, yeah, the, those big events, like the, the Champions Hockey League was was a big one for me. Um, it's just a, a sort of different level of opposition. And from the event point of view, there's a little bit more um, organization and scrutiny and things that goes around that, um, just really from the professionalism that the CHL sort of demand. and. Uh, no, it's great to have the opportunity to to do something.
1: Well, listen, we appreciate you you joining us, and we look forward to seeing what's going to happen on on Friday with regards to the retirement. You've got you've got seven more games at the uh, at the arena before um, uh, the end of the season.
5: I think it is yes, yeah, seven, including seven, the playoff uh, uh, qualifier. So
1: and then and then a well earned holiday.
5: Yeah, well, it's um, it's the business end of the season, so um, hopefully everybody gets down and gets behind the team. It's um, it's definitely a, a great team to to get behind, and uh, hopefully there's plenty more trophies to celebrate this year.
1: Here, here. Well, listen, mate, thanks very much for joining us. Tears boys. Give it up. Love you, Gloves. Big, big thanks to James Glover. Good to have them all of you from the bridge. Um, we're going to wrap it up because we were hoping to get Adam Keef on, but uh, I guess he's he must be caught in traffic because it's uh, the uh, there was issues getting away from Brayhead, says. Uh, the
2: more there's a, there's a uh, diversion on the motorway, so he's not back to the hotel yet. Nah, well,
1: apologies. well we, because we said we'd only do half an hour, and now we're on to about 70 minutes, so standard, the absolutely ga- standard. So, the, the games this weekend Belfast Giants are hosting the Glasgow Clan on Friday night, the 1st of April. Uh, hoping to meet the Glasgow clan, clan, the April Fools, uh, 7 pm at the SSE Arena, and then on Sunday the 3rd of April, 4pm at the SSC (coughs) Arena, the Guildford Flames rule into town for their final time this season and that will set up the following weekend, which will come to it's a series of three games sorry, two games the following weekend and then another one against the Sheffield Steelers over in there but we'll talk about that next week Any other business boys?
2: I have a couple actually Um, um, Laura's asked me to touch on uh, the fundraising efforts for uh cooper bradley Davey stuck it out on
3: stop right there i've got something says see if this works here. see if this works
1: is it working hang on don't panic don't panic you are watching Manning. a view from the bridge is it working yes Davey. it's working there we there go says
2: magic that's exactly what it's for so uh, they're trying to raise a thousand pounds for an unbelievable cause in the Ulster and Rod Jubilee Neonatal ICU um, in memory of their uh, young baby boy Cooper Bradley, who um, sadly passed away a few months ago. So uh, the, you know they're they're over three quarters of the way there. Please, 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 if you can spare any change, donate. Do um, your you know, we, look. All our hockey fans come together, and it's um, and it's something that uh, hopefully we can we can help them hit their target of. Of a thousand pounds, so if you can, please do that. We'll tweet it out again from AVFTB uh, in the next day or so, um, because I think it finishes on Sunday, David. Is that right?
3: Yes, they're going to second or third of April, um, <clears throat> and we're going to sweeten the pot, as we said on Twitter during the week. If you donate anything at all, we will put you into a draw for tickets for the playoff home playoff game. If you donate a fiver every five years, you donate, you'll go into a draw for a signed Belfast Giants jersey signed by everybody of this. You know, they've won a championship this season. They're going for a shirt that you want to have in your collection and a game-used puck signed by Tyler beskar Um So there's opportunities to, to, to win as well as help. And absolutely, a £1,000 would go a long way towards getting an incubator in each of those NICUs, which are absolutely vital to these families. This week, I only managed to survive two days, but the care and attention he had and the love from his family and all those strangers... That that helped him along his way. He was born ten weeks premature, and unfortunately, it wasn't just the baby for him. But you know, he was one of us. He was a Jad for a couple of days, and we hold his family very dear in our thoughts. And you know, anything we can do to help him get up that thousand pound, throw a few quid in if you can afford it. Yeah, the, you, you wouldn't think so, but my Jasmine was was born five weeks premature and and uh,
2: was uh, was an incubator for for the first three days of her life. So I know how much effort and and you know care required for for these nurses and, and they do an unbelievable job um and uh yeah if, again if you can donate please do um second one great job i just should have mentioned there a few minutes ago by james glover with the nhs staff in at the weekend oh, that's um, brilliant. You know, absolutely brilliant magic and, and you know showing the appreciation to it funny enough it's it's a year ago today that the the uh uh, vaccination centre opened uh, at the SSA arena. It's a bit of a different... I was in the arena this morning, pitch black. Um, uh, you know, boys were away early, and, and uh, um, yeah, the, the whole place is, is in darkness. But a year ago today, to think that the vaccination centre opened and nearly 370,000 people received vaccinations is just incredible. And lastly, sorry for going on. Um, this is probably one that'll make a, uh, a few people... Well, it'll it'll piss off the Cardiff Devils and Sheffield Status fans, which I'm happy enough with. It doesn't worry me. Oh no, Neil anyway, White's putting together a sudden death too. So um, we did the videos with the players last week. He's in them. He sent me the first nineteen <coughs> minutes of it. Kid's brilliant. Um, so what we need now is, if possible, anybody with any video content or um, any photographs that you took on the night of the Challenge Cup final. Uh, and you're in the arena celebration, whether it was on the way home in the bar after the game, whether it was you know, during the game itself, whatever you've got, send through to us. Can we use AVFTB email uh, to yep, do absolutely. that? Absolutely. You, you can give it out. Uh, but uh, the more the merrier, and we'll try and use your, some of your content um, for uh, throughout the game itself. And when Neil gets a video done,
1: that's podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com. If you send it through to us, we'll send it on to him. Podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com that we know how good Neil is. He's absolutely phenomenal at what he does. Now, I will say, I was in contact with him today about, you know, this here, we wanted an intro and an outro to the new video stuff. And he says, you know, it'll be next season. I was like, all right. <gasps> Seems like he's busy. Unbelievable. <laughs> His priorities seem to be this documentary and not a view from the bridge. What's what a joke. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, what do we do? Davey, Joel, anything from you gents?
4: I just wanted to say a big welcome back to Belfast to Curtis, Leonard, and Kyle Bond. They were sights oh, yeah. for eyes at the weekend. I didn't get a chance to actually see them face-to-face, which I'm sad about. Me and Lenny got on really well, especially. Love big Lenny. Um, but the, only just a, a week or so after, George Wada was back in town as well. So it's lovely to see these people who mean so much to us and are attached to so many good memories come back through and get the reception they deserve. And uh, yeah, big welcome back to the boys. I'm guessing, are they back to graduate or something from their, their degrees?
2: No. Bonner's Bonner was overseeing his sister in London um, and uh, spent some time with him after the game on Friday night. He was lit. He was. Um, <laughs> I, met, I met him and Randy Cooper together, and that was quite a show. Yeah, uh,
4: uh, <laughs> but
2: um, yeah, he was, he was lit after the game Friday night, and then the, the boys went out for a few drinks on Saturday night, so um, obviously not too much because they're, you know, a bit of a curfew on there, you know, three nights before a game, so they... Uh, they, uh, they they definitely have a good time when they're in Belfast as per normal. Yeah, just right. So, it shows what it means to to players as well that they take the time to come back. It's really lovely to see.
1: It is really good to see. Really <laughs> good to see. Dave, anything for you?
3: Just the last one, and I know we're always banging on about money. Um, the Rainer razor that started as an idea between me and says the like, Pay a pound for a Kevin Rain block was a really bad idea because he's got over 100 this season. But um, <laughs> it's sitting at 2,169 quid at the minute. If you owe your money, there's a Just Given page. It's linked on my own Twitter, daily underscore McG, if you don't follow me. Go on there and pay your money if you can, please, before the end of the season, because it'd be really nice to be able to get that money captured for Action Mental Health NI So it's been going really well. We appreciate the support. It says you need to pony up with what you owe, big man. I have ponied up. You, you ever, when, when was the last time you asked me? Oh, a few months ago now.
2: Did I, put, did I pony up?
3: Oh why well, you have? Oh why? But well, you, shut
2: up, man. You make me so he,
3: <laughs> he, he's, he's diving in front of pucks and blasting people for no reason, you know. He's,
2: he's about to get pulled out and flipping bents anymore. He he's diving in front of the pucks.
3: <laughs> I think we've got beaten Friday night and we owed about seven quid from it. It's a I good know. job, and getting crack scores in.
2: <laughs> God, it's ridiculous. What is it? 191 quid we're up to each. That's about
3: 200 now. Eh?
2: That's bloody ridiculous. <laughs> 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 I'm going on holiday on the 15th of May. I'm skinned.
1: You're not bad. I'm from the Karina <laughs> Razor. No, you're ridiculous.
2: Listen, <laughs> it's for charity, mate. I'm gladly spending over. Yeah. i have just taken it out of Jasmine's money box. That's it. That's
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, Patrick, that's, we'll that's the way just, this works. That's the just say a
4: real quick. Thanks to everybody who actually just took time out of their night after a Giants game to sit down and listen to us. You just chat. Yep. Um, I, I think hopefully you boys realize whenever you're over for the challenge cup final, but it's something that, that I've certainly had the privilege of seeing more and more people are, are sort of engaging with the show and coming up to us and talking to us and, and saying how much they, they enjoy it. And that's, it's a privilege that none of us really take for granted. At all, and that you take time out of your week to, to listen to us talk hockey and, and have the crack. So, a very sincere thanks to everybody who's kind of watching all of the show um, every week.
1: I'll second that. Like I said, I think I said after the uh, the challenge, cup, obviously, I, I didn't get on last week's show, but the um, I said after the challenge cup final, uh, the amount of people that, that took time and just to come up and say hello and and say listen to the podcast and say they enjoyed the podcast, and you know, it, little things like that, we they mean a lot to us. You know, it, it, we're just four lads who enjoy talking and talk about our team. Talking about the league, talking about you know the Belfast Giants, and uh, that anybody takes time out of their evening or out of their day to come and uh, and, uh, and listen to the the to what we have to say, it, it's um, it, it it means a lot to us. And thanks to everybody tonight who've joined us live. Thanks to everybody who'll be watching on YouTube tomorrow or whatever, and listening or listening on your podcast app. It it does mean a lot. Um, thanks to James Glover for joining us. No thanks to Adam Keith for not making it on. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but uh, and, and thanks to you, gents. Um, I said it would only be half an hour. It was an hour and 20 minutes. Um, but, you know, here we are. That's the chat. Uh, the Belfast Giants took that 7-1 win over the Glasgow Clan. They faced the Glasgow Clan again on Friday, 7 p.m. at the SSE Arena. Get yourself down there or join Mr. Kitchen on Giants TV. Likewise, on Sunday, the 3rd of April, 4 p.m., facing the Guildford Flames uh boys thanks very much thanks boys enjoy your iron brew there david
3: glasgow champagne fake earners, mate.
1: the uh, again thanks everybody on facebook thanks everybody on twitter thanks everybody listening in at avftb on twitter kingdom of the or on facebook you can get us avftb and uh wherever you are this weekend we hope you enjoy your hockey we'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge good night